For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell and Dr. J. Bird and Magic. Jordan. Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. Join me as I trace the evolution of the NBA icon from the early days. And he said, tell me, Pat, who is Julius Irving? I said, well, Vince, he's the Babe Ruth of basketball. Through the years of icons. We noticed that everything he did looked like Michael. To the moves, to the walk, to the talk. It was like a ongoing joke. All the way to today. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. The series premieres on March 18th on the Book of Basketball 2.0 feed. What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2. Another week. I'm on the road. It's good. Hey, because you're on the road, we decided it was worth it to release Thursday afternoon evening rather than Thursday morning because you've roped in a special guest with you from Tampa, Florida. An R2C2 favorite, Yankee center fielder Aaron Hicks joining the program with you in Tampa. See? Yep, yep. Come see today. It was terrible today for me, coaching. <laughs> I got to practice, practice coaching, bro. Yeah, bro. Well, uh, all right, Aaron, give us your impressions of C as a coach today. I only saw him during live BPs, and <laughs> all, he, all he said was, bro, this, this is boring. <laughs> so that's the, that's the first thing we got. Oh, man. It's just so much standing around, cuz. <laughs> it's just standing around and watching people throw, like, watching people be active, like, I don't know. I don't so, know if this is for me. Do you want to be like a pinch runner throughout practice, or what? What, what I, do you want to do to be more I had active? The oppor- I had the opportunity to do that and turn that down too. So hey, <laughs> maybe or just throw BP. I should just throw yeah. BP. <laughs> can, can your arm take that at this point? Yeah, I could probably throw. I could probably yeah. throw from that distance. Yeah, for sure. Did, for sure. Did you ever rehab your shoulder surgery? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got jacked, cuz. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, uh, the, what? So, what? What were you doing today as Coach C at Yankees camp? And was this the first time you've done that? C, were you nah, been in uniform? I, remember, I was here right before oh, the before, yeah. uh, it Pandemic. shut down in twenty twenty. Yeah, but no, I mean, it was just uh, just hanging out, just you know, being around the guys and having a chance to you know sit down and talk baseball and and kind of chop it up is a lot of fun for me. Man, Aaron, is it weird to think about that this is already going to be like your guys' third season there without C? It feels like, it to me, it feels like he's like still in that clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. I mean, uh, CC definitely has a uh, he, he's extremely noticeable in the locker room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but, great. but also too, you know, uh, just just hearing him talk and and, and laughing. Just kind of his whole his whole vibe uh, is definitely um, you know what helps out a, a locker room for sure. Man, is it see? Is it um, what what does it feel like going back right now? Like, does it feel like you're still part of the team? Does it feel weird? Like, 
do you like how does that feel right now no i feel it feels normal to me to walk in that clubhouse you know what i'm saying i guess no matter who's in there it's just trying to figure out the coaches like the coaches staff like it was like like you don't even know these people yeah (laughs) no and not in a bad way it's just like i you know i haven't been around in two years so i don't know a lot of the a lot of the people so it was one guy this morning. I know I introduced myself to him twice, like in the <laughs> coaches' room. <laughs> oh my so it's god! Just, but like being around the players and Robbie and Lou and seeing Booney and Ben and Zillow, you know that's that's like my comfort zone. So being down here is is just like being home for sure. That's good. So it doesn't feel like you're the dude, like who, like do you feel like oh I'm trying not to step on toes or like. Like, do you, or, or, or is it just like, all right, I know I'm just going to be here and like my presence is, is just like something? No, I mean, I don't feel like my presence is something. I just don't care about stepping on people's toes, <laughs> <laughs> especially in a baseball clubhouse. It's just, you know, it's yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, you know, just getting, just getting a chance to sit around the table this morning and chop it up with Monty and Britt and Chad and, you know, uh, Hixie and, and Hark. Like, it was, uh, you know, it felt like old times. It's funny, Aaron, because you guys have obviously had a lot of change over the last, you know, few years. But you you also have a lot of guys who've been there a while now. You know, if you if you think about it, you know, between everybody who C just named, right, and then you know, think about Judge. You think about Stanton, who's now been there for a while. Even Voight, you know, who's mm-hmm. been there for a while, and and Higgy, um, Chapman. Like, there's it, it for as much as there's been little moves here and there. There's been a lot of continuity over the last three four five years it feels like does it feel like that in the room to you aaron uh no man i for, to me it feels like uh we got new guys coming in all the time uh, yeah because i mean you know last year obviously riz came in and then now he's back uh, but uh i feel like there's just been a lot of changes especially uh on the pitching side uh with uh blake coming in and all those guys and then we got a new training staff uh well not training staff uh strength 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 staff mm-hmm. coming in and that was new so uh there's it just seems like a lot of changes going on you know what though like here in new york is just because people come and go as so many different people like it, it there is like usually six or seven people that are are the same in the clubhouse but then there's so many other like you know relieving pitchers or or yeah. you know starters or utility guys that you know you don't even realize so many moving parts and then it's just like it's crazy it feels like it's changing all the time you don't really realize that you are you have been playing with certain guys for you know three or four or five years you know yeah and because I mean when I first got here Romine was here Batantis mm-hmm. was here um, you know and all these guys are gone and then now I got new guys coming in and uh, I mean that just kind of goes with. Uh, with being on a team for so long that there's just going to be more guys shuffling in and out um, that you got to get to know. What is it, it like? We I don't know that we've ever really dove into this, C, because it's just part of the business. But Aaron, when we've had you on in the past, a lot of times we've had you with Didi. And you guys mm-hmm. had this like special dynamic. And so I guess yeah. specifically I'd want to ask, what has it been like for you to not have him there? And then like, what is it like when you have a good friend who's not, there anymore i mean i guess it just it happens it's part of your business but like i mean how sad is it how much do you I, feel I, it? <laughs> I mean i mean i feel it a lot you know? I, was about to say, feeling it. <laughs> I mean you know when i came here you know i had dd uh and then dd left and then i had romine for for one year and then and then romine left and then i had potences <laughs> and then potences left you know what i mean but 
it, it just it just is what it is. You know, what I mean, it's a part of uh, uh, what we got going on, and um, you know, we're always trying to make our team better. And so, with that, you know, guys are gonna come and go. Uh, but you know, uh, you still keep those relationships, you know what I mean? Like I just went and had dinner with DD not too long ago. Uh, and you know, I was talking about trying to meet Batantis when I was back in the DR. So, I mean, you know, you just keep those relationships and, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I feel sad for you guys though. It's like, you're going through high school and like you make a good friend and then freshman year, like one of them moves away. And then like sophomore year, another one moves away. And then junior year, you know, it's like, yo, we're, I mean, we're, but, 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 <laughs> yo, but C was telling me that whenever you face, uh, one of your, uh, one of your friends, sons, that's how you know you've been in there. It's too time long. to go home. <laughs> <laughs> if you get to face Dylan's son, it's time to go home, guys. <laughs> Gosh, that is hilarious. For me, it was when Andy retired, bro. I was so sad the next spring training, like my catch partner, like my, my dinner partner, everything I did was with Andy. So when he retired, I was fucking lost. Yeah. Like it it it, it kind of shook me a little bit for sure. Yeah. Dude, I it, it shook me too and I and I didn't get to go to dinner with him at all, you know. Just, <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this Aaron, but Andy's my favorite athlete of all time. I actually I don't know if I've ever described this to you see though like his last start when he threw that complete game in Houston, uh I was on a, the plane so I couldn't watch it. I was flying somewhere for work. And I'm like avidly following it, like, you know, what he's doing, what he's doing. And I got emotional when I saw he threw the complete game. And I realized I was you like. You started crying? I don't know if I cried, but I definitely was like choked up, you know? <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. I was bawling when he went to Houston when I was a, a senior in high school. Oh, my gosh, I was bawling. But I, but I, I literally, like, I remember having this moment where I was like, you know what? I am never going to feel like this tied to an athlete. Like, I'm never going to root this hard for one athlete again until I watch my kids play sports. Like, really. Because, like, Andy was my guy growing up, you know? Like, Andy was my favorite player from the time I was, you know, nine years old. So, like, I still felt close to him at 25 or 26 or whatever it was, you know? But that's, like, kind of, like, the last hook of that childhood favorite athlete relationship, you know? And, like... Yeah. Because even though, see, like, even though I had obviously a, a different interest, like rooting for you, that was more like rooting for a friend. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, a favorite no, player. No, that's like deep rooted. That's like why you like the Yankees. Like, but I yeah. was actually like, who would that athlete be for you? Like that that one guy that you like, like tie your childhood to that you rooted for? Uh, well, I mean, mine would be Torrey Hunter. Torrey. You know, I grew up watching Torrey Hunter play. So, and that was a guy I always wanted to to be like. You know, I wanted my game just like him. I wanted to to climb up the wall just like him. Like there was a whole whole bunch of stuff that came from my game, came from him. And then uh well for me, I was able to have him as a teammate. So that even made it that much better. I thought for sure he was gonna say Tiger Woods, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tiger. But that's on the golf side though. You know what I mean? That's I thought for sure he was gonna say Tiger. <laughs> Like laid that up for you guys. You, you you did, but <laughs> but I'm talking about baseball, baby. You know that's that's my guy right there, Toy Hunter. But if we was on you know a podcast of golf, I'm gonna be like Tiger Woods. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was winning all the time. I yes. mean, you know when somebody's winning at a clip at 22 percent every tournament he goes into, I mean it, it, it's a, it's a knockout the park easy. When you first met Tory Hunter, what was like? What do you remember about that interaction? Being his teammate, 
Uh, well, I mean, I met him beforehand. So okay, I met so him. Being, yeah, how about the first time you met him then? Anyway? All right. So um, I met Tori when I was a rookie, and I was making my debut um, on opening day. Uh, and he was, we were playing against the Tigers. He was with the Tigers at the time. And uh, I didn't really say much because I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to talk to him uh, because there were so many things I wanted to ask him, but I didn't want to just completely just <laughs> start talking a lot <laughs> to where the point where he's just like, all right, I ain't going to talk to this dude no more. <laughs> he's just going to keep talking. But, um, but yeah, that was, that, was, that was my first time meeting him. And then as you're like observing him when he's your teammate, are you like, I mean, are you like asking questions? Are you saying like, hey, what do you do? What do you do on this angle? What do you, you know, what do you on a cutoff, man? I don't know. Are you like getting little pointers like that? Uh, for me, I was just trying to keep it cool. Like I was <laughs> just trying to like not geek out on this dude. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, a lot of it was just about uh, outfield work. You know what I mean? Because it, be, it was just easier. We're out there for a longer period of time um, and just talk to him about, you know, what kind of routes he takes. Uh, what kind of setup is is good for him, and just kind of just learning on that more of that aspect, and then the more and more our relationship got on, you know, I started talking about hitting and just life in general. Um, you know, you start to to get that relationship that uh, you know you've always wanted with your favorite player, uh, and it became special. Yeah, that's awesome, man. See, is there someone like that for you? Uh, like that I rooted for like big time as a, as a and, kid and then became like a, a mentor of sorts early in your career in any ways no not 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 so much but I mean it, like the person that I would tie to my childhood that I rooted for was Bo Jackson yeah like, and the person that like gave me the I guess idea to, to to make me think that I could play all these different sports you know what I'm saying like to turn into an athlete was was from Bo Jackson so I mean, I you know I rooted for him in Kansas City, White Sox. I mean, and he they, was a Raider, and he was a Raider. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it was always Bo Jackson. Always Bo Jackson. That's interesting, man. He was there. Like, I'm trying to think of. Would you have gotten? Have you gotten any kind of moment to I've meet never, Bo? I've or never no? met Bo. I just wow. had somebody. Somebody gave me a Bo Jackson helmet um, for my birthday a couple years ago. But I, I don't. I don't even know if I kind of. I don't want to meet him to be honest. Yeah, you to, know to keep that. To keep that. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like I wouldn't know what to say because I couldn't I, convey what he meant mm -hmm. to me. So yeah. there's no point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I mean, I mean, I mean, you could meet your favorite. You know that person, and then he completely just shatters. That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could. And, and that's like the worst thing. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, especially being an athlete. Like you know, you always want to have. Uh, you know. Uh, ways that you communicate with other people that are, are fans of yours and you want to keep it, you know, as good as possible. So that way, you know, they still have that great, that great memory of you as a player and then meeting you as a person, it's the exact same. You know, or I will say it could go amazing. Like the first time I met Andy and every subsequent time since, he well, was Andy's incredible. A well, we, we I mean, Andy's a different human. You know, we yeah. don't know. We don't know how, what Bo's it, like. We, or any people, anybody <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, we know yeah. Andy's a different kind of human, though. So uh, does, I, does Bo keep a really low profile? Like, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't. You don't see Bo out there a lot. The, do only, you? the only time I see him is uh, like Heisman. Like when it comes around the Heisman year and they do those commercials, the Heisman commercials. Yeah. And then every now and again on his Instagram, writing his uh, his bike. That's it. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Well, I see. I feel like that. 
I know you you're nervous to meet him, but I feel like that should be an R two C two pilgrimage at some point. Us going to meet your favorite athlete. Oh, that'd be insane, bro! Like oh. for sure, it, especially if we can do it like in Vegas, like it, it at the Raiders Stadium. Like, yeah. Can I, uh, but can you I never come? see him. Can go I back come? To, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you never see him go back to do Raiders stuff, though, right? Uh, like, right. I, I have to tell you, I can't remember the last time I've even seen him interviewed on anything. Like, I can't. Oh, no, he's, I've seen him. He's still like yeah. Jack, guys. Like he yeah. looks like Bo Jackson. Yeah, we, for that sure. should that should be a trip for us. That that should definitely be a trip. Now, Aaron, how about? The first time you met Tiger. I'm assuming you've met Tiger at this point. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I met Tiger. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the first time I met him. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the first time I seen him was uh, I was playing in the, the Riviera, Riviera Pro-Am. And, um, you know, I'm coming down. I'm coming down to, you know, I just see a huge commotion going on. And, uh, you know, it's Tiger walking down. And. Uh, I remember I was with Misakis at the time, and we both did the exact same thing. Where uh, he came down, we saw him. He was, uh, you know, he's getting away, away from the people that was trying to get autographs from him, and he like looked at us, and we both just like, <laughs> and he looked away, and we was like, "Bro, what just happened?" <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, but the first time I actually got to meet him and talk to him um, was at this event. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was awesome. You know, he, we were talking golf, uh, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, growing up in, in Long Beach, California, but he was in Cerritos, um, and, and playing at, uh, you know, uh, Hartwell golf course where I grew up playing golf and learning how to play golf. And it was the exact same for him. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities there, especially, uh, you know, growing up in the same spot. Have you guys played together yet? No, we have never played together. No. That's got to be on the docket, though, right? That's <laughs> yeah. co- that's coming at some point, right? I, I mean, you know, hopefully. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come know, on, Cheyenne, get that done. You know, you know, yeah, you know, my <laughs> wife. <laughs> so, you know, there's, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure at some point we, we will get, get out there and go play. Um, and, you know, it's exciting. Oh man, that's really cool, dude. That's really I kinda, cool. I kind of, I kind of really want to play with Charlie, though. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Charlie got right? a little swagger to him, and I was like, "Yo, yeah. I want to play with him," you know. So that'd be fun. But everybody was so into watching Charlie. Like that was so cool. See, we even like. I think we started one of our pods talking about it after that tournament, right? Yeah, I was locked into that man. Mm-hmm. It was just cool to watch him, and like he said, his swag and like, hey, just having a chance to play with like. Like, when do you, I mean, besides, you know, you're playing with Tori, but, like, when do you ever get a chance to play with, like, the greatest, like, in an event and, like, get to learn from them? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, Kobe never got a chance to play with Jordan like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, it's very that rare. is rare where you get that kind of experience and, you know, it just happens to be his dad, so it's cool. Yeah. Very cool. And for those who don't know, because it's public, I can say here, Aaron is engaged to Cheyenne Woods. That's why I made that reference there. For anybody in the audience who is married, married now, married, married yes, now. Yeah. Got you. All right. I, I missed a step, Aaron. I missed a step. How was the wedding, Aaron? It was good. It was awesome. Yeah. It was nice and small. Just how we like it. You know, yeah. it was super intimate. She got mad because I didn't invite him. I didn't get no but- invite, guys. <laughs> I just saw the damn pictures on Instagram. I'm like, bro, I called him right away. Like... But <laughs> yeah, like, what happened? I, I know, oh. man. You know, it, we just wanted something small <laughs> with the family. All right, we wanted something See, intimate. Questions like me now, we, 
<laughs> we I'm wanted glad I brought this up. <laughs> You know, uh, I get it though. I get it. I well, you know what's funny is like we Andrea and I went through the whole wedding thing because we were gonna have a big wedding, then COVID hit. We end up getting married with just eleven family members. That's it. But even going through it, when we were gonna have it wider, it's not easy making that guest list, man. Oh my no. goodness. Like it is it's really it's really not. Cause then you got you got friends that get mad if they don't hey, get invited. You know what's crazy is like when you're doing a wedding uh guest list, like you've really drawn a line in the sand. <laughs> like who your friends are. Like if it's a big wedding, you know what I'm saying? You gotta get some people off, like that person's no longer your friend. <laughs> yeah. If he's gonna be pissed or she's gonna be pissed if they didn't get invited. Mm-hmm. So like oh having gosh. a bigger wedding is way more stressful. Yeah. Because you Wait. really gotta pick you gotta pick your friends, guys. And I'm not it- trying to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> way more stressful, man. Way more and you also have these groups, right? Where it's like, well, if you invite this person, then you gotta invite that person. Yeah. Invite that yes. person again. Exactly. And it's like, it's like, man, well, if I invite Tim, then I'm gonna end up with 37 more people. So, like, yep. sorry, Tim. And then all yep. of a sudden your friendship with Tim is gone, you know? Or, and, or, and now, now your whole group chat is fucking thrown off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. By the way, I, I just realized I actually do have a good friend, Tim, who I did invite to my wedding. So, Tim, I want you to know I was not actually thinking of you now, when I said that. Tim, I you just, didn't make the list, guys. No, 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 you, no. Uh, you didn't make the list, Tim. <laughs> I, I was just picking a random ass name. I swear. I swear. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Aaron, how about just like you, you, you went and played in the DR this offseason, right? What what was that experience like? Why did you think that was important for you to do? Uh, I mean, the the experience was amazing. You know, uh, being able to just kind of go to new places and play uh, kind of gives you that culture. You know, what I mean, of being able to to know what it's like to to play in these leagues, um, to to kind of have just conversations with other people. You know, what I mean, to be like, yo, have you ever played in the DR? And then you know, strike on a conversation, but. I had a blast. Um, the the one thing that kind of tripped me out though is I was in the batter's box and my song was playing, right? So what they do in the DR is they keep the song rolling, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so as soon as you step in, right, they turn the music off, the pitch is thrown, and then your song comes right back on. So I was like, yo, what what's going on right now? And, <laughs> that's amazing. and that kind of that threw- <laughs> yeah. That's and lit. I was like, "Yo, we need to have this in the states because, like, it ca- it kept the the fans in play the whole time, uh, especially if they like the song that you're playing." And uh, so I had Dale Vieja Dale, and uh, and they was out there, they was getting it in, you know, <laughs> they was dancing, and I, you know, that for me, like, I, I enjoyed that the fact that. You know, they they enjoyed the song that I had, you know, obviously had an American song, but also wanted to be cultured at the same time and be able to, you know, let the people know that are watching me play that, you know, like I enjoy this kind of music, too. You know, and, and you know, that was it was man, I had a blast. I'm just thinking you probably had to pick two songs because your bats be long as a motherfucker. It's always like eight or nine pitches most of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, we need you to pick two songs for your bats, guys. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. I actually, I, you must, you probably feel a rhythm on that, right? Like, I mean, it's got to be a different feeling when you're playing like that. Yeah, because I mean, it kind of keeps you in tune, you know, especially if you got a song that that really flows uh, with, with kind of how you hit, you know, uh, and it makes it, man, it, it makes it fun, you know, to to know that not only do the song that you like 
it, but it's also other people in there. You know what I mean? You take a you take a pitch, you foul the ball off, and you see the people and they over there dancing like that. That feels good to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I picked yeah. a good song. You know I mean? <laughs> but, oh, that's nah, great, you gonna, man. You're gonna get the organ, cause that's what you're gonna get at Yankee Stadium. They're gonna be playing the piano, the organ. Like, nah, if they did play music like NBA, that's what they do in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They'll just start playing music in the middle of a, a possession. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it makes the game fun. It keeps like like the rhythm of the game, like you said, going. A hundred percent. I do like uh, I, I I do like that feeling. It's also funny because like every once in a while, I'll be doing an NBA game and like you hear the music going and like you'd be like, wait, this is out of play. You know what I mean? Like there's something like mm-hmm. like this is this is defense music. Why are they playing this on offense? You know, or something they got, like yeah. that. They got the playlists si- too. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they do. Having, they be having the, the DJs, sickest one yeah. I've seen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The sickest one I've seen was uh, Steph Curry. He hit the three to win the game in, in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, but they was playing Mac Dre right at the time. Like oh. right when they started playing the song, he shot the shot, and it like it's, it's it looks like a like a like a TikTok or something, mm. <laughs> but it like happened in the arena. Like this yeah. shit is crazy. It's dope. Don't you think you could like? There's got to be some way where you could manipulate that to like cue players for plays or something like that. Like have some kind of right. Like I mean, there must be some sort of regulation against that that I should know about that I don't. But, like, you could have some custom track built that tells somebody when to set a screen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, something have, like that. Having, having plays for certain songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if the Astros were a basketball team, they definitely would have tried it by now. <laughs> that sounds like some Astros shit for sure. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Aaron, how are you feeling physically? Because part of the reason you went to the DR, right, is because... You're working your way back from injury after, you know, last year, getting only to play 32 games. How how are you feeling right now in your recovery and heading into spring training? Are you full go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm full go. I mean, I went to the DR to prove to myself, you know, that my wrist was good to go, you know, because I don't want to go into spring training having something to think about, you know. So I wanted to go to the DR and make sure that I'm fully ready to go. I needed to slide head first. I needed to slide on my leg to feel that brace I need to I need to feel it all, you know, and also I wanted to work on stuff. So I mean I wanted to hit the ball the other way. I wanted to still I wanted to steal bases. So I like worked on everything. I wanted to bunt. I did all that stuff and uh to ultimately get ready for this year and be able to, you know, have my play, you know, kinda uh be be different, you know what I mean? And kinda 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 hone it back and stop trying to hit home runs all the freaking time. And just try to, you know, like hit it all over the place and become like a problem. You know what I mean? Like I want to be a problem when I'm in the box. And, you know, that's kind of the reason why I had to go do all that stuff. Who do you talk to when you're trying to learn that approach, Aaron? Like how, how do you go about it? Because it sounds like you're making a conscious decision to to change what you're thinking when you're in the box. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you know, like when I when I was in Minnesota right before I got traded over, I hit the ball to left field a lot. You know, and I hit the ball on the ground a lot. So, I mean, obviously, I understand how that works. And I understand, like, you know, how, you know, I have an approach for that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, uh, I mean, as far as for me, it's kind of like what it goes back to. I started hitting with my old uh, AAA coach right before, you know, all that stuff happened. And he know, he's the one that knew me best. You know, he he knew that swing. He knew what I had to do to get prepared for every single game. So I went back to him to work with him. And, uh, you know, we kind of got that dialed in. And then when I came back, I can't talk to him no more. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, but it is what yeah. it is. But I continue that process. Um, and, you know, now I feel good. 
I, I, that's so interesting, Aaron, and that's going to be interesting just to watch that play out in the box. So do you have any like goals as to what what it will look like if you are you know this new type of hitter you're looking to be or looking to get back to this season what that what that looks like either via statistics or you know or at bats or certain markers what what your vision for that is for this year you know i've, I've always wanted to be a 30-30 guy Man, you know there's something there's something guys. special <laughs> you know i mean there's something special about a 30-30 guy you know to be able to steal 30 bases and and hit 30 homers and you know like one of the things i uh you know me and my trainer always talked about is that you know you got to set you got to set your goals and you got to be on it to be able to get there you know and uh, you know and I want 30 30 100 you know I feel like that's a phenomenal season and uh, I'm definitely capable of doing it but um but the 30 stolen bases is definitely something that I just got added in and um because like I have speed and you know I want to utilize it in in every aspect of my game it's interesting. So, but the 30 home runs is a lot of home runs. And you're talking about getting away from trying to hit home runs. So by getting away from trying to hit home runs, you actually think you may hit more home runs. Yes. It's funny. It, baseball's a weird game, isn't it? I mean, that my God. Yeah. That 1,000% if he stops trying to hit home runs, he will hit a lot more home runs. Yeah. 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 You know it's so I mean? funny. And you know that. And you know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So hard. It's a, it's a hard game because like trying harder doesn't necessarily help results you know it's like it's a weirdest thing it's like golf in that regard right like you try and crank it and now it's in the woods you know uh so how about aaron just like when you're away from the team for as much as you had to be last year and now you guys have this weird off season and you're like you know you're back in camp for a few days now does it feel like oh yeah this is my home or does it feel like i have to reprove myself how do you feel right now just at the start of camp after going through, you know, what you went through last season? I mean, for me, is I, I got to remind the, I got to remind my teammates how, how good I am. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, it is what it is. You know, when you're sitting on the bench, you're not helping us. You know what I mean? So you start to feel some kind of way about all that stuff. And for me, like, I, I need to, I need to show them, uh, again, that, you know, what kind of player I am, uh, and how much I help this team and, you know, kind of, kind of make sure that uh, I'm doing everything possible to, to help this team win each, each day. I, you know, Aaron, I think um, one of the things that the team really missed from you last year, too, is the switch hitting. You know, like, I mean, that's a, that's a part of it that you bring to the table, obviously, that's, that's so unique and, and balances out the lineup significantly. I don't know if we've ever talked to you about this, but, like, what, what's the key to feeling good from both sides of the plate at the same time? Man, that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've talked to guys, uh, a ton of switch hitters, and, you know, like, a lot of them have the same, you know, problems I did, you know, or, or I do, because uh, a lot of it is spring training is hard because we got to learn both sides and we got to get both sides, and we also got to get the pitching for it. You know what I mean? Like, I need to face righties and I need to face lefties. And... Everybody says I always have a bad April. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a May guy, and then, then I get going, you know. And uh, I was talking to, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Rollins, and he was like, "Yeah, man, this. Listen, all you need to do is just work on a contact swing, and then have that in the bag, and then start to, to, to go from there. Because, um, because if I'm so, if I'm up there, and I'm just trying to hit homers, that's a, that's a long way, you know. what I mean, if you teach contact first. 
And then after that, you start hitting homers. That's what helps you out. And uh, so that conversation was huge for me uh, because as soon as I step in the box, like I got one thing on my mind. And that's to go deep. You know? yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, the spring training is, uh, you know, uh, been, I'm going to approach it differently than uh, I have in the past uh, because I understand that this is what's going to help me get ready to go earlier um, in the season instead of having that slow start and then get it going. Mm, I like Let that. Let me tell you something, though, Rico. This is my little brother, too. So I'm, so I'm going to say this. Today, he was facing Wandy Peralta and got a base hit off of him. It was pissed off. Like, no, I want to take him deep. I'm like, cuz, that's a hit right there. Yeah, but he disrespected me in the DR, though. <laughs> he did. How did Wandy disrespect him? Right. Tell us the so story, what? Aaron. Tell All us right. the story. All right, so we're in Escojito, and, uh, and we're playing. And, you know, obviously, when you, when you have an opportunity to face your teammate, you want to be on top. You want to yeah. win, always. And so, you know, I get in the box, you know, I'm gigging a little bit, you know, he's smiling. So I'm like, okay, here we go. So I get in. As soon as I swing my bat back, he threw a, he slides up change up. He quick so pitched I, you. He quick, he quick pitched me on the first pitch. <laughs> wow. And, you know, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. All right. We ain't playing no games. Okay. <laughs> so I step back in, quick pitch again. Change oh up. Oh my gosh, man. And I was like. I was like, bro, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I was like, you really trying right now. So then I got back in, and I got ready this time. I was like, I ain't going to give him no time to do none of that foolishness. And then he gave me that long hold. Oh, no. Change up again. <laughs> and he struck me out. And so, you know, today was my get back. I was like, yeah. yo, I'm about to get him. And, uh, you know, first pitch fastball regular. I was like, all right, he ain't playing no games. And then quick pitch fastball. <laughs> Base hit though he wasn't Base in the whole run no though. no no, no. That, that was a ball oh yeah and then and then, and then quick pitch change up. The change up and then yeah. I hit the change up yeah. hey but, if the approach is gonna be just getting more base hits you're gonna have to be happy with the base hits Aaron you know like <laughs> I mean you're doing what you're trying to do you're right but I'm yeah. ready for the I'll say that for the regular season <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You want to get all your homers going now. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Or at least if against Wandy. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, if Wandy's pitching, I'm going to try to go deep. <laughs> that's a great That's a great story. And well told, man. That's why we love R2C2. Aaron, how about like just, is there any feeling now in the clubhouse? And I know you guys have only been there. What, I mean, how many days have you been there? Three? Four, four days. Four three, days. Four days. Is there any feeling like, the roster is unsettled and things could still happen because because of the way the lockout went and knowing, hey, there's still some, you know, big names out there, free agents, like knowing that, you know, teams weren't able to conduct business. And so now we're seeing a lot of trades. It, is there any sort of unsettled feeling right now of like, OK, I know this is who we got on March 17th, but like. I feel like there's a good chance things could be different on March 25th. Uh, no. I mean, I play for the New York Yankees. So if there's any kind of problem that they got going on, they're going to try to figure that out, and they're going to try to put whoever it is, and they try, they're going to try to get them on our team. So, I mean, that's, that's not my side of the business. You know what I mean? Like, my side is to, to be ready to play every single day, and I, that's something I'm not going to worry about. But like for the whole clubhouse too, Aaron, is it kind of 
Does being a Yankee help you in that regard a little bit where you guys just kind of know, see, you think so, is where it's just like, hey, this is what this franchise does. I just know at any moment they could do something great to win. Anybody could be gone at any time when you're in the Yankee clubhouse. And that's what I and that's what I was saying about, you know, so many guys shuffling in and out. Like there's nobody's really safe except for a, a few core guys. You know what I'm saying? So you play with so many guys and they shuffle in and out. But I think everybody feels that. Like, I don't know if he feels that because he's a player about about our roster, but I think every team feels that right now because there is just like the free agent rush, like you know, D Rob just signed with Chicago. Like guys are getting added and, and subtracted from rosters yeah. every day, all around the league. So I think just it's an unsettledness in the league. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because because Correa is still out there. Freddie just signed. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just you know just once everything settles in, and I think people will understand like okay, this is our roster, but right now, still anything kind of happened because there's so many free agents out there. What do you guys think about uh, Freddie going to the Dodgers? Man, I think the Dodgers just keep getting better, bro. <laughs> loaded, huh? Man, loaded. And, then, and, 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 you know, say what you want, but a good move for the Braves. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kudos to them. Like, when, does you, when do you ever lose your franchise player, best player on your team, and then you can – Replace him with maybe an upgrade. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like who's younger? That who's younger? And, and like I mean, that's like Seattle trading to see. I mean Russell Wilson and then signing Deshaun Watson. You know what I'm saying? Like you never really replace your franchise player with another player of that caliber. Never yeah. ever happens. Like yeah. in any sport. So kudos to them for to being able to retool and putting themselves right back in the race. Yeah, it, it's interesting, Aaron. Do, as an American leaguer, do you like? Like if that if if the Red Sox had the Dodgers lineup and Freddie Freeman went there, right? Obviously, that's something where you take note, right? Where you'd be like, "Wow, damn!" It, now, ultimately, though, you guys would have to at some point beat the Dodgers to be champions, right? In theory, right? Or, or a National League team. But do you does it like do you take note of a National League team stacking up or not the way you do an American League team? No, not not at all. Because I mean. The only time we're gonna ever play them is in the playoffs. So uh, yeah. why am I gonna worry about them now? Like you know, what I mean, it's kind of pointless for me to do that. So yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, they put themselves in a good position. So I mean, I'm not gonna worry about them until I have to. That makes sense. How about Donaldson and Cole? How are they getting along? Are things things wonderful between them and the Yankee clubhouse so far? Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? It's only been two days. Right. But we're, they're good though. You know what I mean? Like as soon as they came in. Uh, they were talking to each other, you know, and that's pretty much all I know on that front. I mean, you know, I, it's a pitcher and an infielder, so I ain't really around them. And they're, yeah. be, they, they're not going to have that much interaction, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Especially not in spring training. Nah. See, have, see, have you ever had that where, like, you had you had a guy you had some sort of maybe, like, beef with as opponents and then your teammates, and, like, it's, like, it's either it's it's totally fine or there is some lingering or, like, what that can be like? Can you think of the a situation like that? Los, Carlos, Carlos Beltran. Really? Yeah, Los didn't like me when we when he played for the Royals and I played for the Indians because I had to throw at him or I had to hit him. I think I either <laughs> hit him or I missed him. But <laughs> and now and now I, you guys are so close. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I honestly cannot remember, but I know he was pissed, like really mad to the point where like he didn't talk to me at All Star games or nothing. And <laughs> wow. then when he got yeah, when he got traded over, we got super close, and you know what I'm saying we close as we can be now, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he might be the only he might be the only one. 
Was there like a conversation when he got traded over where you had to kind of no. like sweep things under the we, rug? Or just we never like, talked about it. We never wow. talked about it. We just yeah. like we on the same team now. Like, like we just we just mm-hmm. went forward. Yeah. You know what? I think people like to get along. You know, I mean, for the most part, people want to be friendly with each other. Like every once in a while, you're going to run into someone who's just like, there's no bridge I can cross here. You're just, you know, you're a nut job. Whatever. Okay, fine. But for the most part, I feel like, especially when you're being competitive, right? Like, there's going to be some of that. Like, yeah. you know? I've never cared about people not liking me on my team. I don't give a fuck if you don't like me if you're not <laughs> on my, in my clubhouse. Like, I never really cared. I didn't care about that shit. You know what I'm saying? I only care about my teammates liking me. Uh-huh. And that's it. The re- everybody else, I don't give a fuck about. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't bother me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't bother me who didn't like me. As long as my guys like me and, we, and I'm cool, then it is what it is. Yeah. This is really funny to me. It reminds me of something. So, Aaron, the other day, I was talking with one of my good friends who's become friends with C as well, Sue Bird, about something came up, and I was, like, talking about something, and I was talking about C in a social setting, and I was like, oh, if C was in that kind of setting, like, he would be, like, kind of probably off to himself. He wouldn't be, like, holding court. You know, that's, like, Mm -hmm. not what he does. And she could not believe it. She was like, <laughs> she was like, what? He's like the most gregarious, welcoming dude. I was like, no, no, no. He is, but he's like a sneaky introvert. And like, he mm-hmm. does not want to be like the center of attention at a cocktail party. Like, you know, oh, Jerry, it's so good to see you. Like, apparently, <laughs> like, no, he's like, that is not. No. Right? Like, that's not what you <laughs> yeah. want to be, man. Absolutely yeah. not. Now, I'm, I'm going to find a seat somewhere and probably sit down and put a game on. Yeah. And watch that while everybody else mingles. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because you have, like, you are that, but you also have this gravitas. You know what I mean? To be like, maybe it's just a godfather thing. You sit at the table, people come to you, kiss come, the ring. Come, come, my kids. Yeah. <laughs> right? Aaron is weird with him, though, because he's got that, uh-huh. right? He was the leader in the clubhouse, but he's also not like looking to just like chat it up 50 hours a day, you know? Like, mm-hmm. right? am yeah. I describing this appropriately, you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For, literally. Yeah. It's I'm, a, I'm only friendly to who I'm friendly to. That makes sense. That's, that's right. You know, I, mean, you, I mean, you got to know me for me to that, you know, open up. It, it's so true. It's so true. And not take it personally when you don't, because it's not that C doesn't like you. He just hasn't thought about you. I'm just quiet. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. That's it. Aaron, how about, um, you know, the, the expectations this season for the team? Like, you guys have... I think, you know, C and I have talked about this. I, I think we all would have been shocked if anybody told us after 2017, you wouldn't have won a World Series by now. But it's mm-hmm. not necessarily an indictment of you guys. I mean, okay, to a certain degree, it, it can be, right? You haven't achieved ultimately what you wanted to. But also as an example of just how hard it is to win. It's yeah. really hard to win in professional sports, right? You can have all the pieces and it just, you know, you could come up short for whatever reason. What is the... um I mean, I guess the resolve, like the hunger, like to to break through and get to that place. I mean, it, the the hunger is still there. I mean, you know, when you get your heart broken so many times in a row, you know, you just want it more and more. Uh, and you know, obviously, we're trying to do everything possible to to change that. You know, what I mean, like I w- I want a ring on my finger. I want to have something uh, to to tell my kids about. You know, especially. Uh, that I won a World Series. You know, I'm, I'm a World Series champion. And, uh, you know, that's the ultimate goal, especially when you're playing in this sport, is to is to be a champion. And, 
you know, when, when things aren't going your way, you know, you have to keep finding ways. You know what I mean? Uh, if if we're bad at something as a team, we need to change that. You know what I mean? We need to be in the top tier in every single category. It's the only way you do that. You know yeah. what I mean? If we don't, if we're not stealing, we need to start stealing. You know what I mean? We need to figure out ways to to make our, our team better in in different ways. It's so you guys talk about those things too, Aaron. Like Hey, these are these are areas on the margins where we can make a difference and and steal a win here or there. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to 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 make teams afraid of us. You know what I mean? Like, I think we need to have that. Like, damn, the, the Yankees are coming in town. Like, we need to have that to where you know every place we walk into, they're afraid of players. You yeah. know what I mean? Because and we and also when we go in there. We don't need we don't need to just beat them. We need to beat the dog shit out of them. Yeah, like, we need to just go there and just beat them to the point that where that when they show up the next day, like they whooped and they're not trying to play that game, you know. And that's the kind of vibe that we need, and that's what uh, you know we're working towards. How do you do that? See, how do you create a vibe like that? You Man. get in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. Uh, that is nah, great. You know what it is? It's just by playing hard, like yeah. going out and scrapping. When great teams, like good teams that have a lot of talent, play hard and they come out to try to beat your ass every day, you feel that. Like when I was with the Indians and the Yankees had those great teams in the early 2000s and, you know, even all the way up to 2007, like we would get up to play that three-game series in Cleveland or that four-game series in the Bronx. But after you get your face smashed in, the first two fucking games, you're like, damn. Yeah, they wrong. Like, they're really good and <laughs> yeah. this is overwhelming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It can, it can be too much. It's like the, the, the Astros in 17 when they came mm -hmm. to the Bronx. Like, it can be too much for you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if, if you scrap and play hard and know, and the other team knows that you're not going to give up until the 27th out is made, mm -hmm. then then I think that's where you get to where, where teams start to fear you. I yeah. mean, it's not... Fear, because you don't fear anybody as a player. No, but it's just the fear having to play these motherfuckers. Like I'm gonna have a, my brain is gonna hurt after I play mm. these guys. You know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. also too, you exhausted. Yeah, you know what I mean, especially when they start running up the score on you. Like I've been in the outfield where they just keep running the score up and up, and like when I wake up the next day, I'm like, bro, I don't want to. I don't want to play them again. Like <laughs> I need my rest. Yeah. Like these dudes don't stop. Like, like they who keep we coming. Get next? Like who we got? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you want to. Like you want to get deep in the bullpens. Like you want to just run their bullpen out. You know what I mean? Because you hear it all the time. Oh, this guy ain't pitching today. This guy ain't pitching today. But if you got five dudes that you know ain't pitching, yeah, that's how you. That's how you leave a team. You know what I mean? You leave a team that just can't. That you just they can't do nothing. That you know, it's interesting because I I also think there's something to having an identity, right? Beyond just like being a a good team, like what what is it? Like what is it that's like that's like this Yankee team? What is it that's gonna stick? You know, like is it is it like hey, when I know kind of like when the Rays are first getting good and you knew like these dudes are gonna run all over us, like they're gonna take the extra base, it's gonna be a pain in the ass to play us, or like if you're going up against a team that it's like. Like, oh my gosh, like they're going to work the count relentlessly. I'm going to every, whatever it is, like, or like a, oh, you know what? They got some nasty to them. Like, they're not afraid to talk crap, but whatever it is, like, I do think that there is value to that. So I like you saying that, Aaron, because, you know, maybe it is. Maybe it's about this team not just being like, hey, we have pieces to be good, but like, no, we need some sort of like attitude. We need some sort of identity beyond that that binds us together. Yeah, I mean, and also too, you need to to stop living in the past. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to be like, 
I don't want to talk about that 17 team. I want to talk about this team right here yeah. and and making all the changes we need to do to win a championship because that's every year you go, you got to win a championship, and man, especially if you're a Yankee player. But you're talking about that edge, that attitude. Donaldson, I, I feel like I've been here one day. He's been here two days. And I told him when I came, I was like, he's good for the clubhouse. Like, he's going to say whatever the fuck pops in his head to whoever. In his clubhouse, outside of his clubhouse. And that's what you need. Like, a little bit of fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need that attitude. And he brings that for sure. So you think Donaldson's going to bring a little spice that this team needed? He's going to bring that little edge. Yeah, now I don't feel so bad about Guardy not being in there. You know what I'm saying? Because Guardy is that. Like, as yeah. much as, you know, he's, he gets out there and plays or whatever. But, like, he's that that gets all of us going. Yeah. He can push my buttons to a point to get me going. He can push his buttons. He can push uh, Judgey's buttons to get you ready to just fucking, first of all, beat his ass and then go out and beat somebody's ass <laughs> on the field. So, like, you know, having that, like, you you need that edge, man. I'm telling you. So, I think, I think he's going to be good in that way. I mean, obviously, he's going to hit a lot of home runs, but... Just in the clubhouse, it's going to be great for him. And, and I think fans will love hearing what you just said, Aaron, about like the, hey, like no living in the past with 2017, right? Because like, as you said, you know, for the Yankees, like they don't hang made it to the ALCS banners, you know, like that's, that's not what this franchise does. Doesn't mean it's not extremely hard to do what you guys did that season or in 2019. It obviously is. It's not easy. We know that. But this is a different this is a different beast when it comes to what's actually celebrated and accomplished, what you hang your hat on. And I actually, this was something I felt at the end of last year after the um, you know, wild card game loss. I think that there's value for this group to have a little more of like a we need to prove ourselves type type mentality. You know, I think I think I think that's good for you guys. And so it sounds like that's kind of part of what you're adopting with this 2022 group. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, especially being a Yankee, you're constantly reminded. You know, you walk into the clubhouse and you see CeCe on a thing. You know what I mean? You see everybody else, but you don't see you. Like, that means that you need to prove something. Like, you need to do something to to make us put you on there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the 2019, they on there, but you got to do something to prove it. You know what I mean? Like, so until you get that 28th, like, it all don't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I want my face all over that mug. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I want to be cheering, you know, being excited. Because, I yeah. mean, that's the ultimate goal. And the only way you could do it is that you got to have the mindset that it's every time I step on the field, I'm about to go play my first game on Saturday, and I'm ready to prove as soon as I get up there that I'm ready to freaking win. Because yeah. it starts as soon as you get in the box. Like, I want us to win as many games as spring training because that's what we do. We fucking mm. win. So in order to do that, you got to, like, you got to win, and you got to win everywhere. Hmm. Hey, Hixie's got me fired up, see? Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is yeah. like, there's a, there's a focus here. There's a drive yeah. here. With, I can sense it, Aaron. What is it? What, 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 what am I sensing here? I say, like, I've always loved you. You're a wonderful man. I mean, you're so kind. Even when I've had people on the field, whether it's, it's, it's my wife, my friend, you're always so nice, and I really appreciate it. Like, you're a good dude, and, I, and I've always liked you, but I'm sensing something else I like here. I'm sensing some kind of, like, some kind of burning passion. Like, there's a, right? There's a fire here that maybe we haven't seen lit before. Am I accurate on that? I mean, I just don't talk about it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, if you're, if you're a teammate of mine, like, you know I'm like that. You know what I mean? But, uh, but I mean, I just want to win. Like, I'm tired of losing. You know what I mean? Like, 
yeah, we win 100 games, but, like, I want to win it all. That's what I mean. That's ultimately what it comes down to is that I want to win. And if you put on the Yankee uniform and you come to spring training and you don't feel the weight of all of those rings and those people in the weight room and you walk down the hall to the to the um to the training room and you got Joe Torrey and all these different guys down there, right? Like if you don't want to be on that wall, you should go the fuck home, guys. Cause you're not in the right spot. Like you need to go play somewhere else. Like if that, if that's not your dream to be one of these guys in the hallway or on a mural in, in somewhere, Yankee George Steinbrenner or in the Bronx, just go the fuck home. Like if, if that's not what you're here for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're wasting time because you're wasting everybody's time. Yeah, you got to leave your mark. Is there, like, when you guys start spring training, do, do, does anybody give that kind of, like, that kind of speech? Like, that kind of, like, you know, I mean, whether it's someone like UC who's coming back, I don't know if that happens, or, you know, whether it's Booney or whether it's one of you guys that are on the team. Does that kind of thing happen, Aaron? Uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I think our phrase for this year is, you know, um, have some fuck you, you know, because mm. I mean, obviously that's something you know that that we're that we're missing, and you know, I I mean, I'm 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 definitely ready to to do that. <laughs> yeah, I like that, yeah. man. And, and you and you know, I don't cuss a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know what? This is great because I think, like, I think that's something that like the fan base will get behind too. You know, like mm -hmm. I I think that's like. I think that's that's good. See, I think it might pull you out of retirement, man. You you might want to go <laughs> be a left-handed reliever because I feel like that jives with you as well. Yeah, you know what's crazy though is that like you said, like does do guys give speeches? But like, no. But their presence is a speech. Like when I first got here, Yogi standing over there, like he don't have to say nothing. Like he's the like I I know what I need to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Gators here, Goose is here. Like Willie Randolph's around. Like these mother like this is this these are what you're trying to get to. You know what mm. I'm saying? So there's no speech to be made or anything like that. It's just fucking stepping in the Yankee land. You got, you gotta understand what you what you putting on. And and I always tell people the pinstripes are super heavy. This shit is a, a real thing. And mm. if you don't feel it and embrace it and want to be a part of it, it's gonna crush you. Yeah. It's different. Mm. Well, I have to tell you, this has gotten me very fired up for the start of the season. <laughs> I think I think this, this is exactly what the fan base uh, needed to hear. I think my first spring training game with you guys, although I'm doing it from Connecticut, is March 29th. But then I have a series in April in Detroit. So I'm nice. expecting you to be like nine and one at that point. And <laughs> I, I I am, dude, I'm fired. I'm fired up to get there, man. This is like. I, I love, love the attitude, love the mindset. I'm happy for you, everything you have going on in your life, Aaron. Congratulations on uh, the upcoming baby as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I hope your, your two little ones are doing great. Um, and, uh, and congrats on the marriage. And I can't wait to watch you play this season, man. I think Yankees fans are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, let's go. Like, they, yeah. like they, <laughs> after a weird off season and some malaise and, and and you know you know wondering well when's the season to start and everything, I think this is the episode of R two C two they needed to hear. See what do you think? No doubt. Let's no, go. No doubt. And shout out to Eastside Golf and the wonderful sweater that C is wearing from yeah. them. <laughs> Look at this. Come on, man. Very good. What's what's the handicap these days, Aaron? Uh, I mean, I actually haven't been playing that much. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I'm. I don't, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. Uh, no, that's, I that's like not it. My, that's not my focus. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping my shit at 17 this summer, bro. <laughs> hey, man. You know what? My, my shit is at 17 for the, for the purposes of me playing this summer and winning some money. To mm. go from 40... <laughs> hey, to go from 45... To having to keep it at seventeen in one summer—that's pretty impressive. See, that was a lot of, it's a lot of growth, man. I'm and, still and just getting started. Hey, I know. I've seen his two iron. Just getting started, <laughs> man. Just getting started. Aaron, thank you so much, man. We so appreciate you, uh, and uh, good luck on the season. I look forward to catching up with you in person, man. All right, man. Sounds great. Thank you. You guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. Make sure you're following us on Spotify. You can rate us now on Spotify as well. So make sure you're doing that. And also, check out our new YouTube page. Subscribe for free. We post our full episodes there. Uh, it's going well. and We want to continue doing it. So, uh, I mean, we're going to continue doing it. But we want to continue spreading the word. So make sure uh, you continue to tell everybody you know. The growth has been great. And we love seeing it. Uh, big thanks to Bobby Wagner, Sadie Zillow, our incredible producers, figuring out a way to do this technologically with C and Aaron together in Tampa and me elsewhere. And special shout out to Nets fan extraordinaire and do everything man, Michael Palmer, for helping get this done as well. Skippy, we love you, baby. We'll see everybody next week. Peace. Peace. I had it.